हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट ट्वेंटी रीजनल इम्बैलेंसेस एंड आवर टॉपिक इज रीजनलिज्म इन कॉलोनियल इंडिया हिस्टोरिकल जेनेसिस रीजनलिज्म इन इंडिया कैन बी हिस्टोरिकली लिंक टू द ग्रोथ ऑफ Indian nationalism and the nationalist movement pertinently both nationalism and regionalism have had their origin in the national movement politics thus the pan indian national identity does not substitute the sub national regional identities but grew along with them regional identities in most cases post dated the emergence of the national identity and as we would discuss have been crucially linked to the problems emanating from the nation states attempt to promote national integration and homogeneity the nationalist leadership expressed its discontent against the british colonial domination and highlighted the unity of indian people in their struggle against it it is how the two major concepts of the indian nationalism swaraj and the swadeshi evolved in the course of congress led anti colonial movement With the advent of modernity and nationalism a process of burgeois class formation took place transcending the barriers of caste religion and tribe through the alchemy of this intermingling process however limited under the colonial constraints there appeared simultaneously two streams of national consciousness one pan india and the other regional the former are professedly based on the observed pan indian homogeneity of culture such as the common all indian tradition and history economic life and psychological makeup and the accepted unifying role of sanskrit persian english and hindustani by turn the regional consciousness was built upon and promoted by the national movement professedly based on the relevant regions distinctive homogeneity and demands for substantial or exclusive control over its resources and market facilities it was helped by the fact that the british colonialism drew state boundaries on the basis of administrative convenience and they did not coincide with the distribution of the major linguistic groups congress regional policy regarding the linguistic divisions of the states wherever possible was originally articulated in the early 1931 in the form of its declaration of rights subsequently retreated it 
However, even then leadership had been making limited use of nationalism to mobilize the masses, that is the revival of Ganpati festival and the cult of Shivaji by Tilak in Maharashtra. Overall, however, during the colonial period, regional forces were largely dormant as they were not well organized and moreover, at that time, the overarching goal of the Congress-led anti-colonial movement was to attain freedom from the British domination. The exceptions were the Dravida and the Akali movement. Now let us move to the next point, the basis of regionalism, the 1950s to 1960s. In the immediate aftermath of the decolonization, regional problems emerged primarily in the form of the regional pressures and the movements whose area of operation coincided with the federal territorial division of the Union into different states. In this regard, we can also refer to the central state and interstate conflicts that is those regional tensions or movements that were led or directed by the state governments. Federalism as a formal institution was enshrined in the Indian constitution by the constituent assembly as recognition of the regional heterogeneity of India. As for it, its adherence to the concept of cooperative federalism regarding the allocation of constitutional power between the central government and the states making them interdependent. It was due to an urgent need felt among the members of the Constituent Assembly to assuage communal secretarianism to deal effectively with the acute food crisis to integrate the princely states in India and to undertake the task of initiating and implementing the policies for industrial and agricultural development. It would, however, be pertinent to note that there were some members, though in minorities, who did advocate greater decentralization in the Indian federal system. Of those belonging to Congress, among them were clearly inspired by the Gandhian notion of panchayat or village-based federation as envisaged in his 1946 memorandum to the Constitution Committee of the Congress. However, the powerful All India presence of Congress as the dominant party 
and the absence of strong regional and provincially based political parties especially after the departure of muslim league can be termed as the most possible explanation as to why the constituent assembly finally adopted a constitution which in the famous words of ambedkar could be both unitary as well as federal according to the requirements of the time and circumstances needless to add the balance of power in india's federal system leaned toward the center in three important aspects limited fiscal autonomy of the states the ultimate constitutional paramountcy of the center and the balance of administrative capacities the presence of congress as a dominant party both at the center and the state and the overarching agenda of the nation building also promoted the centralized tendencies in the union putting a question mark over the capacity of the federal polity to provide fair deal of all the regions though we must concede that unlike the recent decades the congress party had a much decentralized and democratic federal organization in the 1950s and 1960s the first significant political expression of regionalism was in the form of demands for the reorganization of states in the early 1950s on linguistic basis so that the major linguistic group could be consolidated into states of their own political parties or groups representing these groups called for the redrawing of the state boundaries the then federal government resisted then these movement as the congress party leaders at the national level argued that these fissipious movement might lead to the balkanization of the union the attempt on the part of the nationalist leadership to impose hindi as the national language also evoked anti hindi dravida movement in the south india this linguistic regionalism primarily emerged as the result of the alleged unequal distribution of scarce resources among the different social cultural sub regions in such moments economic factors played a crucial role as in the resource scarce state like india the demand for the distributive justice gained ground in face of the ever rising expectations with the widening of the democratic base however due to an over emphasis on homogeneity and unity and integrity in the model of cooperative federalism as discussed above the demands based on regionalism and autonomy of the states were not considered as legitimate in the aftermath of the partition all centrifugal forces were often dubbed as successionist in nature 
Congress had favored the linguistic reorganization of the states in the pre-independence period, as was evidenced in the form of the Nagpur session in 1920, was now not supportive of the idea in the post-partition India due to its fear of the balkanization of India. It was no surprise then that the dominant opinion in the Constituent Assembly was in favour of the strong centre, but there were Gandhians who supported the idea of greater decentralisation of power drawing inspiration from the Gandhi's notion of Hind Savraj. In this context, one can mention the names of Nasiruddin Ahmad, H.N. Khunzuru, H.B. Kamath, Siban Lal, Saxena, R.K. Chaudhary, V.S. Sarvate, Kuldhar, Chalya and B. Das, many of them non-Gandhians who position can be described as regionalist in nature. This explains as to why both the linguistic provinces commissions are headed by the SK Dhar and the subsequently the JVP committee comprising of Jawaharlal Nehru, Sardar Patel and P. Sita Ramaya constituted in June and December 1948 respectively to look into the demand for the reorganization of the states, rejecting the demand for linguistic reorganization of the states on the basis that it would pose a danger for the national unity. They thought that the bigger states would counterbalance the fisher-porous tendencies of linguistic, ethnic and the cultural regionalism that these leaders apprehended could degenerate into regional chauvinism detrimental to national integration. Moreover, it was thought that the, under the planned economy it would be easier to formulate the and implement the development policies that explains as to why the Congress leaders like J.L. Nehru and G.B. Pant criticized K.M. Panikar for suggesting a division of Uttar Pradesh. However, in the case of the linguistic regional movements, it must be conceded that the Congress leadership at the center should realize that creation of linguistic states was less dangerous than the outright rejection of the demand. Thus, on the basis of the recommendation of the states, the organization commission comprising of Faisal Ali, H.N. Kansru and K.M. Panikar, the linguistic division took place wide states reorganization act 1956. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self-learning podcast.